Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, Career Blueprints, with our guest, Luis. Thank you for being here today, Luis. Would you please introduce yourself? My name is Luis Valdez. I graduated from the University of Arizona with my bachelor's in 2016 and my master's in 2017, both in civil engineering. After graduation, I moved to Phoenix, where I've been working as a structural engineer for almost six years. Uh, The first three of them, I was working for a company. It's called PK Associates. After that, I went to a smaller firm called Penguin Structural. And then towards the end of last year, that company was bought out by Kinley Horn. And that's where I've been for the past six or so months. I am a licensed engineer in Arizona. Throughout my career, I have had the opportunity to design different types of buildings, whether those are apartment buildings, office buildings, resorts, and I've gotten the chance to work with all different types of building materials, so steel, concrete, wood, and masonry. I don't consider myself to be an expert in any of those, but I do think that I know enough to get pretty far in any of those types of buildings. Wonderful. So why did you choose this career? This was around 2008, just before the Beijing Olympics and the Discovery Channel. They were having these documentaries where they showed how these stadiums were designed. And I found out to be super interesting. That kind of piqued my interest at an early age. And I also like the flexibility that the construction industry allows in where you work, because there's construction all over. So if I want to be here in Arizona, or if I want to move back to Mexico where I'm from, there's a chance that I would be able to work in this field as opposed to, you know, maybe biomedical engineering, where that's a little bit more specialized and you won't be able to find work just anywhere. For sure. I think it's it's important when you're looking at career options to like think about those kind of lifestyle things when you're considering where do you want to be in five, 10 years? Where do you want to live? I think that's a very good point that um, with construction, you do have a lot of opportunities. I hear from a lot of employers that there's a lot of demand right now for civil engineers and they're having a hard time because there's just not enough out there while other fields might be a little bit more limited. Yeah, just a little bit that might be more personal to my situation, but I am here on a visa and as part of those processes, my employers at times have to post my specific job online or on newspapers to see if there's anyone who's American that's able to fill those positions and the times that they've had to do that. 
uh, they haven't been able to find anyone who would even apply. So there's definitely opportunities for right now in the industry for people who want to do structural engineering. For sure. What's one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before graduation? The thing that surprised me the most when I started working was how the structure works from the client perspective. Because I thought as a structural engineer, being an integral part of the project, we would deal more with the owners of the project. And I found out shortly after I started that really our clients are the architects. And most of our interactions with project owners tend to be through the architects. Sometimes we are part of meetings that include the ownership group, but that's somewhat limited. Whereas the architect or the general contractor, those guys tend to have meetings with ownership every week. So that, I think, puts us in a little bit of a disadvantage because at times the schedules for projects are based on what the architect can accomplish and what time they need to accomplish that. And or the time that the general contractor needs to get stuff done. And sometimes when it comes to the structural design of things, that could get very complex. And the timelines that we get from those people don't necessarily work well for us where we have to rush to get things done or just work a significant amount of hours in order to meet those deadlines. I think one of the things that has happened with the program from which you graduated since you graduated, they actually added an architectural engineering emphasis program. So that is relatively new. And I think we're having our third year of graduates this year from that program. Yeah, I've looked at what the four-year plan for that major is. And I wonder if that had been around when I was still in school, if I had, if I would have opted for that instead of just civil engineering. I still don't know that I would have, but I definitely think that there's courses offered in that four-year plan that would allow you to better understand the architectural side of things or the mechanical side of things, which would definitely be helpful during the design phase to kind of understand how both the architect or the mechanical consultant think and adjust your design to incorporate what their goals are for the project. So can you recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it? I think that there's been challenges in almost every project that I've worked on. And I think most of the challenges come from the deadlines that we get. For me specifically, I think my career just got off to a really challenging start because I think normally you would expect that when someone graduates, you start working at whatever firm, and you'll have someone that's sort of a mentor to you and helps you out as you get your career started. And I had that at the first company that I was at, but this person left this firm within weeks of me starting. And what happened is that basically all of his projects got sent to me, right? So all of a sudden I was about a month out of school and I was already dealing with clients directly or getting calls from contractors out on the job site asking me questions about plans that I hadn't even seen yet. Uh, so it was a little bit of a stressful experience at first, but I do think that if I hadn't gone through that process, I probably wouldn't be as 
good an engineer as I think I am now, or I wouldn't have learned as fast as I think I did. As far as specific projects, I've been lucky to have worked in pretty big resorts, both here in the Phoenix area and one that's currently in construction in Utah. And there's so many trades that come together in those projects and people, because these are projects that take years to build and the structure goes first, they're always very anxious to not have any delays at the start because that would just carry over for the entirety of the project. So a lot of times you're as a structural engineer, you're under a lot of pressure just because just getting started with the project. They might not be on a roll yet, or the team might not be fully integrated. So you have to deal with a lot of those situations. I've also had some challenges with those projects with or incorporate making sure that the structure works well with the design of the mechanical or electrical or plumbing engineer. Because a lot of those times you you don't really look at those plans as carefully when you're a structural engineer compared to how you look at architectural plans. But in a lot of these cases, clashes between the structure and the pipes, ducts, or whatever, don't get caught till they're about to pour a slab. So all of a sudden, you have to rush to find a solution how to make sure that their pipe goes through where it has to go and not affect the integrity of the building. So from both those scenarios that you laid out of trial by fire with the mentor leaving and the rush deadlines on some of these projects, are there some core skills that have really helped you navigate the situations? Being organized would be one, just trying to stay calm under pressure and then making sure that if you have any questions at any time, go to someone who's a little bit more experienced with you at work because they, they will be able to help you out, get through it. What advice would you impart to someone just starting their career? I would say there, there's a couple of things that I would tell younger people based on what I have been going through. So I would say, take it easy at the beginning, make sure that you learn the fundamentals of what you're doing before you try to move on to bigger things. That way, as you progress in your career, you'll feel a lot more comfortable with the decisions that you're taking during the design because you have good basis for those decisions. I would say also be patient with yourself. Allow yourself some time to learn. I think no matter how well you do in school, the professional world is so different that you're going to feel like you just ran into a wall. So don't feel bad if when you get to your first job, you don't fully understand what's going on. I don't think that there's an expectation that you should know everything just as soon after you graduate from school. Don't try to be perfect. It's going to be impossible for you to get everything right on the plans the first time around, but know that the system is designed so that any mistakes that you may have made will be caught at some point, right? You're going to uh, finalize your plans, you're going to send them to a city or a third-party reviewer that's going to look at what you did and question things that may or may not be correct. As it's in construction, hopefully the contractor will also be looking at these plans carefully and point out things that might not be right. And even before they build it, you're going to get 
uh, stand-up shop drawings and will let you take another closer look at the work that you did and try to spot any mistakes that you may have. Companies tend to have their own QAQC processes where more experienced people look at your plans. So they'll be able to point out things that you may not have done. And that could happen just based on your inexperience. And that will be a really good learning experience for you as a young engineer. And the last thing that I would say is be respectful of your personal life. Don't try to work way too many hours just to prove something. There's going to be times where you're going to have to just because the deadline is approaching, but make sure that you don't make that your routine. Just give yourself a break and you know, have some time to rest. Otherwise, you might end up burning out and that's not going to be good for your career. I think that was all very sage advice. And thank you for being on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience. To you, the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey.